Undiscovered Planet podcast, hosted by Damo Sims and Nick Stapani. Hello, people of the world. This is Undiscovered Planet Podcast with me, Demo, and me bass monkey, next to Pawnee. How are you doing, mate? Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm feeling really, really good. Um, what's your week been like, Nick, up until now? Do you know what? I've, I've, I've not stopped, Damo. I have not stopped. I've, I've been all over the place. You're a workaholic, Meeting aren't you? different people. Meeting different people. I tell you, it's been, it's been wonderful. But isn't that great when you meet new people? Because I think when you meet new people, you kind of, you pick up a bit of their life, don't you? Kind of, you you learn. Yeah. Even if it's a bad lesson, you still learn, don't you, as you move along? You, I, absolutely. But one thing I also do is I just enjoy maybe going to a coffee shop and just sitting and observing people watching i find it fascinating i love people watching yeah many yeah. many moons ago all, i could do it all day yeah well many moons ago mate i uh, i worked as a security guard on the front of a, a shopping uh, like a big shop and i yeah. loved it because i could watch people and i thought i learned watching doing that for a couple of years i learned that people are weird man oh yeah and they, they do such it, it almost made me think how how incredibly Did ingenious you not know that before no, no, but, I'm saying that no, but when you sit and you watch them, it's rather like saying, what do you, th- what do you think of uh, sharks? And you might go, oh, yeah, they're them things that just, like, eat people, aren't they? Hang on, but have you watched them? Because you might think, what a majestic, oh. beautiful animal it is. So if you take yeah. a lot of time to watch it, I am not comparing humans to sharks, obviously. Um, but <laughs> people, I've always looked at people as, like, kind of, um, I don't know, more complex kind of creatures that we are. But when I watch people on CCTV walking around and like that, I thought... God, we're so basic. We're like little robots walking around, kind of, you know, we're programmed, programmed, programmed. It's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Stop it. Just hold on for a minute. Yeah. Know, right? Okay, but okay. We've got some breaking news. What's the we breaking news? We have breaking news. Tell me. Well, we've... You know exactly what I'm talking about, Damo. You know exactly what I'm talking about. We have some breaking news that we need to, you know, put out there to the dear listener. Are we pregnant? Almost. Okay. Almost. Okay. No, we are shaking it up. Yeah. We we are we are shaking the format up. Tell them, Nick. Aren't we? Tell them, Nick. Thank you, Damo. We are shaking the format up. We are literally, from this moment forward, discussing one subject per episode. And do you know what? What a whopper we have got for you on today's show. I'm so excited, Damo. I really am. Yeah, this this is this is almost like kind of this is like a new beginning. We are having a baby. Yeah. We are having a baby. This is our yeah, new exactly. baby. Yeah. This, this is, is our it. new it, baby. It, in our world it's spring. Yeah, yeah, it says spring. Spring has sprung. And uh, mm, and mother, mother and father, or father and father, that's okay to be father and father, are, are really excited for this new baby. And like Nick just said, this first episode that we're going to do now, which is actually episode 11, um, is actually going to be such a whopper. It's some of the that sets with me, it's very close to my heart. Um, I'm fascinated by it. I didn't used to be, 
but I'm fascinated by it now. So, Nick, tonight we are going to discuss Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bigfoot. Bigfoot, mate. So, um, Nick doesn't know, but I've got a few bits and bobs, like some surprises up my sleeve throughout this show, because I like to keep him on his toes. I um, do like a surprise. Yeah. What's so, it like for you, though? What's it like for you to have a co-host who is the resemblance of Bigfoot? <laughs> um, your little foot. <laughs> your little foot. <laughs> tip, tip, tip a lot of foot. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, I mean, I, I, just honestly, I thought you were going to say, which I wanted to answer, actually. Right. I, I, this is just, a, I know you guys are listening, and thanks for listening, but we're just going to have a private moment a minute, right? So, Nick, genuinely, when you come on the show with me, um, co-hosted, I love to have you on because, A, you, you're like an excited child that wants to learn stuff all the time. You kind of, like, you, you're, and, because we can see each other, I mean, obviously, we don't have that facility for you guys to see this yet, but me and Nick can see each other through through the camera, is that I see your face changing through the show, so kind of, <laughs> I can I can see the ama- this genuine childish amazement of like, wow, really? I did not, yeah. Wow. So, with wow. that in mind, with that in mind, I thought what we should start doing as well, is trial something where each each episode, I want to know your honest viewpoint of the subject before we get to the end and then at the end i'll ask you again where you sit with it okay okay yeah so so the working kind of title for this is bigfoot nick are you a believer Mm. or is it bullshit right okay don't go into great detail you just what i want you to do is let us know okay believer or bullshit what do you think yeah i think i'm a believer I think Believe. I'm a believer. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting because what's good, what we're going to do is we're going to go through all these bits and bobs in a minute. And like I say, there's some absolute corkers, guys, that are going to come up. Some stuff that I'm pretty sure most of you out there might not have, have heard of before. There were some shocks that I found when I was researching this, and I thought that I knew a lot about Bigfoot. So we're going to go through it, and then all along the way, I want to see this flower that you are, Nick, opening up and soaking up the sun's rays in the water from the ground and growing in this this fantastic, mysterious world that we live in. I love the way you, you put it. Do you? Right. I, I made that up. Okay. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's okay, nice. so first of all, Nick, I've got to ask you this. This is, again, a question. There's going to be lots of questions through the show. Bigfoot. Do you know Bigfoot by any other name? Sasquatch. Sasquatch, that's correct. Yeah, Bigfoot is, is obviously also, also known as Sasquatch. Um, but did you know that Bigfoot are experienced all around the world with different folklore and they all have different names and even characteristics in the different parts of the world that they live? So okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run you through a few of these here now, right? So we're ready. So Yeti, right? Yeti. Oh, yes, Yeti, yes. Is Yeti. the name associated with a similar creature believed to live in the Himalayas, okay, yeah. which is like particularly in Nepal and uh, Tibet. They got the Almas. Now, this one is from Central Almas. Asia, particularly in Kazakhstan and Mongolia. Uh, it describes a wild man or a hairy humanoid creature. You probably fit into that section there, mate. You're an Almas. <laughs> <laughs> You're an Almas, okay. Uh, another one, which you probably heard the phrase before, but you thought, oh, I didn't realise that, is this one's from um, Australia. It's an Aboriginal folklore, um, and this is called the Yowie. 
Never okay. heard of that, mate. Well, the Yow, I think Yowie is a drink, maybe? Oh, yeah, Yowie. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I thought you said something else. No, I have heard of Yowie. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Yowie is actually um, an Aboriginal thing, which is very interesting. We might come on to that later on. Please remember that a little bit for us, because that's interesting. Um, yeah. Just apologise, people haven't heard the, the podcast before. I do struggle with certain words. I am from Stoke, so I even struggle with English, yeah? So I'm going to try and get through some of these words as best I can. This one is called... Uh, this is a creature from the Amazon rainforest in Brazil. And uh, in there, it's called the Mapinguari. Mapinguari. Yeah? My Pinguari as well. My Pinguari as well. And then this one, last one, and this is probably my favourite. My favourite okay. name. Um, th- these are from Florida, United States, all that kind of area. They, yep. they refer to uh, Bigfoot as... The skunk ape. The skunk ape. The skunk ape. Ridiculous. Yeah, well, we'll get onto that in a minute, and the reason why they're called the skunk ape, and something that the all these creatures have in common. Please bear in mind, guys, as we go through the show now, that these are different names used around the world. These are different creatures mm. that have been seen around the world for centuries, Okay. So the, the, it's very interesting that Aboriginal people, the people who originally were, uh, uh, you know, and still are the um, original people uh, from Australia, they they, yeah. they they saw these creatures, they interacted with these creatures, which is very interesting that how did all these different countries have all these different creatures that appeared at the same time, but there was no way to communicate with each other and say, yeah, you've heard of the Yowie, yeah, well, we're going to call mm. it the Almas, we're going to call it the Yeti, we're going to call... They just had it, so which that adds some validity to the story that we can get into. But let's let's get into this a little bit now, right? Okay. So, the first ever documented report of a Bigfoot, okay, which was a photographic evidence, was from oh. a a really well known British mountaineer by the name of Eric Shipton. Now, Eric Shipson yeah. was uh, very, very well respected. Um, it was in 1951. Now, Shipton captured a series of photographs showing large tracks in the snow, which fueled speculation about the existence of this elusive creature. These were, were taken up in the... Um, uh, where are you? Was it in? Let me have a little check. This was up in uh, the Himalayan mountains. And I know the area that it was in, and we'll get onto this in a little bit, because there's a bit of audio I need to play for you. This is a guy. This is a guy who was with somebody else at the time. This is a guy that that is in a literally life um, endangering pursuit. He's he's walking up the young lanes. We're talking in 1951. We aren't talking people walking around with North Face jackets on and and all the special gear you've got now. You know, in different kind of oxygen. Wasn't it, wasn't it Mount Everest? Was it Mount Everest? Mount Everest. I've got on my screen. I am so glad you're here. You, Nick, you are fact-checking me tonight, okay? Yes, I am. Mount Everest. But, but still, that's even, it's even more the point, is that it, yeah. it was extremely high up. It was an extremely dangerous location he was in. Out of the blue, and for no reason whatsoever, he just sees his footprints, right? Now, there is a famous picture. I don't know if you can see it on what you're looking at now, but guys, if you're listening to the podcast, please jump on there. There's a famous picture where he got the footprint... And he placed a, an ice pick next to the footprint, to sh- to basically to show the size of the footprint so people could see what it looked like. Oh, my goodness, mate. I've got it now. Wow. Yeah. Now, you, you think he's found that. Blimey. 
This guy, mm. mate, he, I know there's people out there that naturally will go, it's rubbish. Okay, it's mm. absolute rubbish. Why would a guy that's so prestigious, that's so well thought of, you know, we aren't talking about somebody that's basically gone up there for a bit of a laugh with his mates, you know, back in the 90s and after they'd smoked someone. This is, this is somebody that, that they were looked at as like kind of people looked up to this guy. You know what I mean? He was, he was mm. like an esteemed kind of person to be around. He wasn't, I, I've heard an interview recently where his son was talking about this and saying that he has to believe it because his dad's not the kind of person that, well, he's passed away now, but his dad's not the kind of person that would have joked about this kind of stuff. But let, let, let's, let's bring it back to the present day. What yeah. happens if, you know, it reminds me of, you know, somebody like David Attenborough, if he came out and said something today like right. that, because he is somebody that, you know, is so so would you, owned in on. So, of all of all the people in the world, you would trust David Attenborough's opinion more than anybody's. Well, in, what I'm saying is, in terms of what he does, he knows what he's talking about, doesn't he? Okay. Well, can, can I just can I just do something for a second then? Of course. Right. This is your first surprise of the night, and ladies and gentlemen, oh. listening to the show. I promise you this, hand on heart, this has not been, this has not been scripted. I am now going to blow your mind, Nick. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready for it, mate. Absolutely. This, I'm going to play for you, mate, and I swear to you, this is freaky. I'm going to play to you an interview with Sir David Attenborough. No. Take a listen to this. Um, Sir David, I once heard you say that the giant squid was one of the few things that had been filmed and obviously now as you say that's just happened is there a sort of is this a final frontier now for filmmakers natural history filmmakers is there anywhere that they haven't been and we haven't seen um well i actually believe that there, there is a real possibility that there might be something in the abominable snowman mystery in the way sorry the abominable snowman mystery. all right yeah um there is a famous photograph uh, of, of, of a footprint, a very big footprint, uh, in the snow that was taken, I think, at um, 18,000 feet or something in the Himalayas on a snowfield in the, in the 30s by a, a, a famous mountaineer called Eric Shipton. Uh, people are suggesting that maybe it was, um, uh, it was a folk. Uh, uh, but nonetheless, there was a trail of these prints which went right across the snowfield and disappeared onto rocks on the other side. Um, and I don't think you make all those jokes at 18,000 feet, you know, it's, it's, and, and there are no other footsteps near it. Mm. But perhaps even more uh, intriguing and certainly more reliable um, is that in the 30s there was a German called van Koenigswald who was working in Hong Kong um, and he went into um, a Chinese um, chemist, apothecary's shop, um, and there are all sorts of, of traditional medicines kept in those shops. And among them were some fossil teeth, or sub-fossil teeth. And amongst those uh, were huge molars about that size, about four or five times the size of our molars. Um, and the, the subsequent, I mean, it had, it had to be uh, the molar of a giant ape. And he then, uh, he got about four or five of them. Um, but the, the search then went on for a number of years. And eventually they found a bit of a jaw, just, just this lower part here, which had these teeth in, of a giant ape 
that's about, would stand if it was blown up in proportion, something like 10 feet to 12 feet tall. I- immense. Yeah. Yeah. No? Uh, so one did exist. And it's, it's not impossible that the, the I mean, if you, the people here, I dare say, have walked in the Himalayas. If you have, you know that the distances are immense, that the, the rhododendron forest extends for hundreds of square miles. And you know, too, there's an animal that lives there will, will be well aware of, of your presence before you, know, before you know where it is, and that it will, may run, keep out of the way. So, uh, there are persistent legends up amongst the Sherpas, like on their high mountains in the, Him- in the Himalayas. And I, I just have a suspicion there certainly was one, a giant ape there. And I think it's not impossible that one will survive. So, the, the Yeti could be hiding out somewhere. Yeah. yeah. What about that, mate? Interesting. Very interesting. When you said David Attenborough. My eyes lit up and I thought, has he, has he found this, this, this interview before? I didn't know, mate. <laughs> I didn't know about this well, interview that he'd, he'd done. Now, that is no, a guy. First time I've heard it, I think. We, we're, talking about, we're talking about a chap here, by the way. I mean, if, if you don't know, people around the world, please look into David Attenborough. What a magnificent human being this person is. Oh, come is. on. If you, if, you, if you don't know who David Attenborough is, you must be living under a rock. But the, the guy lives and breathes nature, doesn't he? Mm. He's been everywhere. He's seen everything. Do you know how old David Attenborough is now? Must be eighties. Mate, he's ninety-seven. He's not. He is ninety-seven. He's ninety. Obviously, wow. his brother was Richard Attenborough, who was in Jurassic Park. The actor. The actor. Yeah. Um, David Attenborough lives, breathes. His voice to me through my whole life has been anything to do with nature. It was David Attenborough talking, yeah. and I could listen yeah. to that man speak forever. Oh. So when I heard that he'd had an interview where he'd mentioned. It wasn't prompted, as you heard by the interview. Mm. He mentioned willingly that if there was one thing, one final frontier that he thought that we hadn't found yet, that's possible to be there, he picked the abominable snowman, which we didn't mention in the lead-up, by the way. That's another name for him. Oh. It was the Himalayas, by the way, as you heard him mention, where the pitch was yeah. to, not an Everest. But by the yeah. by, um, mate, if a guy like that is saying, I've seen everything, I've been everywhere. I've seen squids. I've seen things at the bottom of the sea. I've seen things all over the place. I've been into the, the, the deepest, darkest parts of the Congo. And what animal do you think is possible to be alive? And he went, well, basically, he's saying Bigfoot. Is yeah. he not? He is. He is. Now, how yeah. do you, as a person, and I can tell by looking at your face, as a person that's kind of admires this guy, trusts this guy, you said if he said something, I'd believe that. How do you feel yeah. that you just heard him say that? I agree with him. I do agree with him. But whilst I was listening to that interview, Damo, it reminded me, I mean, human beings come in all different shapes and sizes. Could that be the same thing that we're talking about here with a Bigfoot? You know, maybe it's a, it's a, it's some sort of ape, okay? But it is <laughs> big boned. It is big. It, yeah. yeah. Yes and no. What 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 David Attenborough alluded to there is he's saying that we've ne- we've never had any kind of solid proof other than he talked about the gentleman who, who found the molar teeth that were three four times the size of a human's yeah. and the jaw 
And if, and if that was sized up, it would be 10 to 12 mm. foot tall, which is strange because normally Bigfoot, um, unless they're adolescent, which is normally noted as small, they're about six foot tall, sometimes four foot. And even these like, I, th- I don't know what they call them, these the name for them, where they have tiny Bigfoot, which are about three foot tall that run around. Okay. These, right. these, these, these the Bigfoot are, um, are normally around about kind of seven to maybe if even if reports are 15 foot tall Bigfoot. I've heard, yeah, wow. but when you when you size that up, I mean, um, was it was it Rob Robert Percy Rodlow? I think his name was. That was the biggest man that ever lived. I'm pretty sure his name was Robert Percy Rodlow. Right. He he well, the tallest, the tallest man that ever lived, the tallest yeah. person that ever lived was um, just an inch under nine foot tall. He was eight foot eleven, the tallest human that ever lived ever recorded. Right. Really? Now, if people again, if pe- people. You were just listening to this thinking, well, that sounds tall, but um, you meet somebody that's seven foot. That'll blow. I've met a guy once. I met a guy yeah. once. And I'll tell you how I met him. Same place. I was working at the supermarket, and there's no word of a lie. I could see this guy's head over the aisle. I was one side of the aisle. I could see his head <laughs> like he was on the like he was on the shoulders of wow. someone. And when he come, really? he was a basketball player. He was he was from Poland or something. And he was he was that tall. I was freaked out because was. I'm only I'm only like five foot seven. I'm tiny. You know what I mean, so this guy was like me on top of me talking to him, and me had it wow. gone. You put another couple of foot on that, you'd have to go more. You put another five foot on that, yeah. And we aren't talking about a tall thin. Animal ad, by the way. Whenever they reported that, these they always say they're really powerful looking. No one's ever said they look scrawny. They're always powerful. Some are big and bulky, but they've always got a lot of, of um, they've got a lot of muscle definition. Some people describe them as looking like muscular basketball players. That's how they describe right. them. So let's let's can we, can we just move on a little bit because obviously that's yeah. the first sighting that came out and it caused a lot of controversy. It also so caused a lot of like hype and everyone was talking about it. But this was from a guy who first experienced that, uh, Eric Shipton in nineteen fifty one. He was the first person that really came out and said, "Here's some proof of these stories that we've heard." Because the stories were around before, obviously they've been around since like Aboriginal times and that. You know, it's, it's been around for hundreds of years. Wow. Then we move on to something which most people might have heard of this, but I'm going to, I'm going to mention this first part. So the first um, uh, footage, different kind of footage, um, was took by a guy called Jerry Crew, right? Jerry Crew, and this was in 1958 in California in a place called Bluff Creek. Now I don't know if that word means anything to you. That's that that place, Bluff no. Creek. But we'll come to that in a minute. He took uh, photographs, plaster casts as well, which is the first time that plaster casts were took of the foots, uh, like footprints, um, to kind of show how big it was and physically take it back rather than putting something by the side of it. He, he, put, he poured cast into it and took it back. Now, Jerry Crew saw that in 1958, and he saw it in a place called Bluff Creek. Bluff Creek okay. is also the area where the now probably most famous event evolve, involving Bigfoot ever uh, ever happened. And that is a thing called the Patterson-Gebling incident. Have you heard of that? Never heard of that, mate. Wow, mate. Well, you've probably seen the footage, but let me explain the story. So Patterson-Gebling, um, basically it was two two people. There was Roger, pa- Roger Patterson and Bob Gebling. Um, 1967, they were in Bluff Creek. Now, they're riding along on some horses, Okay. 
trot along on these horses, just going through, exploring <clears throat> the area. I think they were looking for something. They were looking for something unusual. But as they're trotting through on these horses, they see something in the distance across the other side of like a, a stream that's running down. One of them gets his camera out. Um, and I think that was Patterson, maybe, who got his camera out. And this is, we're talking back in the old 8mm kind of like cameras that you used to have. And he jumps off his horse and he starts filming this 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 figure that he can see across the road, across the not the road, but you know the stream from him. Well, you're talking video. This is the first footage that was ever captured of a Bigfoot moving, walking around. Wow! Now, if mate, please, if you've never seen this, your head is going to be blown when you watch this footage. So this is the, this is the Patterson Giblin video. Now, Patterson Giblin uh, recorded it, and what he caught across across from him over by the stream was a, a, a large, bulky-looking um, ape-like creature that was, was well, it looked like a human. I mean, you've got to remember the proportion of a, of a, of a human to an, a, an ape is completely different. The legs are a lot shorter. Oh. You know, they, they move along on the ground. They don't stand up and walk along. This looks like a large, bipedal, two-footed creature that's walking along. Okay. Right? And the footage blew up like massive. It's probably the most famous ever footage. I must have seen it then. I must have seen it. It's, if, you, if, you, if, you've, if you've got a chance to look at it now, and the same with the listeners, have a look. look it's it's the, the, the Patterson-Geblin incident that happened. 1967, Bluff Creek. Creek. It's, it's the most famous incident ever captured. Now, when this first came out, I mean, I, I wasn't born until 1974, but when this first came out, and I can tell you when I was younger and I started to see these things, it was kind of, um, there used to be a show on TV called um, Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World. I don't know if you were old, uh, young enough to, uh, sorry, old enough to see that, Nick. But, but this was one of the things that they talked about on there. And it was always looked at like Robert Patterson and Bob Geblin had created this really clever footage of someone dressed up as an ape walking along that's how it was pitched to everybody technology is different then as it is now but that back then it was pitched as it look it's just two guys filming someone dressed as an ape walking along that's all it is okay now they they gave this this um beast a name they actually called it patty now at the time i didn't realize why they called it patty i just thought obviously it's because of patterson gebling patty you know they called it patty it's only till recently that I found out, and I say recently, probably in the last 12 months, the reason they called it Patty was because, yeah, Patterson Geblin, you know, it was Roger Patterson who filmed it. Yeah. It's because it's a female. And I was like, how did they know it was a female? If you watch that footage properly, and the stabilised footage out there so you can watch it carefully. I think I've, d- I've just watched it. Am, am I correct in saying that it is literally 10 seconds yeah. I've got? Can can you um, describe can you describe what you're watching for the people? Well, listening? let me watch it. Let me watch it now. Right. So there is a figure of a very very clear figure. Right in the foot. Just before there's a there's a big tree or some sort of log, big log lay, laying down on the floor, and then in the middle of the the shot there is a big foot that is walking from left to right. And halfway through, it sort of like faces the camera and looks, but his arms are, you know, going from her arms, so her arms, 
Um, uh, is that the right clip? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know why I say her arms and why they said her? Because if right. you watch that footage again, mate, that that yeti's got boobies. Yeah, but so are some men, mate. Not like that. How can you tell? Let me have a look. There's a big difference between man boobs and a set of boobies. It's a female. It's a female big Am foot. I? Well, I can't tell that's a female just, just by watching this video. Am I looking at the right video? You are. That's that's the right video. And I'll tell you something else. Okay. These Ben, these ben um, these are the backstory to this. And this is a really, really interesting backstory. And again, please research it, guys, who are listening, because this is the bit that really got me. There was I haven't got the name of the person, but I know I've been told the story. There was a third person who was in the area at the time who knew um, yeah. Rod, Roger and Bob, who knew uh, Patterson Gebelin. And uh, he'd heard about this footage that they caught out looking for things, and they'd found... I, th- I think they actually went looking for Bigfoot. That's what they went looking for, and they found it. And he claimed that he was the third person that went with Roger Patterson and Bob Geblin, who went with them to create this, and that he was the person in a suit walking up, and and that's how how it was done. Now, here's the interesting facts. Roger Patterson and Bob Geblin obviously became like kind of celebrities. Everybody wanted to talk to him. All the radio stations, all the TV stations, they all wanted them pair on to talk about this footage that they found because it was so controversial. Yeah. Now, this is a a wonderful time of of existence because it's like it's a magical time when it's like the 1967, 70s, like kind of everyone's like, wow, what's going on? This guy who claimed to be involved in it, um, it seemed that he was somebody that was, was, he knew them both, but he was very jealous of what they'd found. Both Roger and Bob claimed he he wasn't with them. He had nothing to do with it. And they don't know why he claimed that he was there. And then all he was trying to do was undermine their, their you know, the footage that they, they, they'd recorded, and that was it. So I do know that there was a number of people who were in the town at the time who said that they'd all seen, this is like cafe owners and that lot, they'd all seen Roger Patterson and Bob Gibbling go in there and have food and drink and then bars and everything. There was never three people. There was only two. There was only ever two. They never saw a third person there. So that was one thing. The other thing is years later, and I've never seen this footage, but apparently there's footage out there that you can find. Years later, somebody challenged him, this other chap, and said, all right, look, if you did if you did do what you said you did, we'll get you an outfit, put it on, and let's recreate it. Well, because they knew exactly where it was. They knew exactly the location where the loggers and everything. Let's just have you walk up there. We'll film it again. You can prove it was you. Mate, no matter how many times this guy walked up there in this outfit, he could not emulate the same movement. Now, this is the interesting thing. When I say the same movement, if you watch that footage again, think of it carefully. Yeah. We talked earlier on, first thing about people watching. Does that entity walk like a human? It walks very fluid-like. It's not like a human. Oh. Humans can be quite jerky. That almost like kind of slinks as it walks along. Oh, it is, yeah, very smooth. Yeah, yeah, right. Now, that is one of the, the telltale um, kind of traits of Bigfoot and Sasquatch and the, these other creatures. Is the, the yeah, but that, that to me, Damon, doesn't say, that, that's not proof to me. Well, I'm, I'm going to get know. deeper into this for you. Right. Because okay. the other thing is, we are talking that this guy did this kind of, I don't know, uh, the, the, the uh, kind of reconstruction. He did this about, say, 
10, 15 years ago, right? With yeah. the technology we've got now. So they made a nice suit for it and they made it so it kind of fitted and they padded it out with muscles and everything so it looked like the Bigfoot, which was on there. Because that is a hefty-looking creature, isn't it, yeah? Well, if that, if, if that is a suit, then wow. Right. I mean, that they should market that. You are, so. Yeah, but you are now on the point what I'm saying, right? They oh. used, Hollywood used... No, no amount of money. You can throw anything at it. Let's make him look exactly like that. We need to disprove this. So they got the person who claimed they were walking in that suit. They got the breast, best, not the breast. I'm thinking of fatty. Oh. <laughs> they got the, they got the, <laughs> sorry about that. They got the, uh, <laughs> they got the best um, special effects people involved to make a suit so it looked perfectly the same as that. It looked nothing like that apparently when they tried to do it. Now, something that somebody did recently was that they got that footage with the technology they've got, they stabilised it, and stabilising again is when um, the camera focuses, so you change what the fo- the focus of the camera's on, it, it focuses on the image, and then the screen around the outside shakes rather than the image inside, if that makes sense. So that yeah. when you're looking at it, you, you, you can focus on something and, and that won't move. The screen around the outside might shake everywhere, but the bit in the middle Inside. stays perfectly fine. If you watch the stabilised version of that, you can actually see the muscles contracting, impacting the shock waves going through the leg. That is not an outfit. They've, they've actually there was a guy who's been been made famous for he's a, a, a kind of um, an animal actor. He he he. he, he in films like Hollywood and that, he gets dressed up in kind of suits where he'll play monkeys and things like kind of Planet of the Apes and everything. He's in he's like an actor who kind of all he specialises in as as becoming the creatures for films and they're getting made up. He's checked this footage yeah. and he's even said that is not an outfit. Right. Okay. Well, I've got a few things to get. You get it out. You know, I, I I need to get it out there. Right. First of all. What is the full length of the footage out there, or is that just ten seconds? And what were they just? What's the point of just filming that space where they've just right? I can answer that for you. I do know that there is, and I think it's about fifteen minutes worth of footage. Obviously, it starts at that point because he jumped off his horse. In fact, I don't know if it's on there, but I know at the beginning of one of the, the original footage, he actually falls over with the camera at first. And then gets back up right. to focus I, on I would doing. be, I would be very interested if you could find where the whole full footage is. Then the, well, the, I would, the whole full footage yeah. doesn't have Patty on it. It's only that's the only time you see Patty. After that, she disappears, and the girl. Yeah, looking, but I still, I, I still would like to see yeah. the, the the full. Well, we will I'm, find the link. We will find the link, yeah. and we'll drop it in the show notes so people can see that as well. And I, I like I what you're thinking. To. Yeah, we we need yeah. to screw things down and kind of get deep into these things, don't we? So yeah, so th- that is the most famous footage ever ever captured. Um, I believe as well that uh, to kind of back that up, we we might have. Uh, I think this is a news report I've got of. Uh, Bob Gebling being uh, interviewed, a little bit of a show. So we uh, set back and uh, what do you call him? You you call him Bob Giblin or because I yeah, Gimlin. No, it's 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 Bob Gemlin. Gimlin. Gemlin. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. I forget. Sorry, oh, I thought you were saying Giblin. No, you know, no, it's Gimlin. It, it, it's, yeah. ca- it's Patterson Gemlin. Uh, the 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 the. the they the, the call it the Patterson Gemlin. Oh, got you. Okay, yeah, yeah. That'll be the Stokey Emmy. 
All right. Too many <laughs> outcakes. It. I've had too many outcakes. So Play that VT. Yeah, let, roll the VT. Here we go. On October 31st, 1991, Bob Gimlin was featured on real station KLOA out of Ridgecrest, California. Bob was featured along with controversial researcher Cliff Crook, although their segments were separate features. Crook's segment may be showcased on this channel at a later date. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this nearly 30-year step back in time. October 20th, 1967. Bigfoot hunters Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin are on horseback, riding through rough and wild country near Bluff Creek, California. They round a sharp bend in the creek. Gimlin explains what happened next. You know, things just kind of happened pretty fast about that time. Roger was in the front on uh, a little bay horse and was kind of a spooky little horse. And of course, it spooked and reared, and, and he stepped down off of it, and, and uh, he had his reached back in his saddlebag, got his camera and got out. Of course, when this all happened, all the pack horse got away from me some way. I don't know, you know, man, I'm not let go of him or whatever, I don't know. But anyway, uh, so Roger gets his camera and runs, uh, runs across the creek, which is about, uh, when we first saw this creature, it was about 80 feet away. And then he ran across the creek, and got down over a, a, a log, well, he stumbled kind of in a sandbar to start with, and then he got down over a log to stabilize the camera and uh, just got these this film footage that you, you know, that you have seen probably on uh, TV and on different occasions. Both Patterson and Gimlin were experienced outdoorsmen and ready for the unknown. We both had rifles in our saddle scabbards, and I took my 30 out 6 out of the scabbard just in case, because we didn't really know what we were going to run into. Although over 24 years have passed since the encounter near Bluff Creek, Gimlin has no doubts about what he saw that day. Well, I'm convinced I saw Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Is it a man, a monster, or a myth? So, what do you think Bigfoot is? Is it real or not? If you think Bigfoot's real, rest assured, we'll probably have proof someday. If you think Bigfoot's not real, well, just remember this. Sometime, if you're ever hiking alone in the woods of the great northwest and you hear some heavy footsteps behind you, just keep telling yourself, no, it couldn't be. Well, I'm convinced I saw a Bigfoot. So what do you think? Did they or didn't they? 736 at KLOA. Want to thank Gary Rose, who works with the Forest Service at Six Rivers National. Yeah, well, don't, wow. don't shoot into that. I think that's gone now. But, <laughs> yeah. Wow. A man, monster, or myth? Yeah. How crazy is that? So that is the that is the most famous, um, perhaps from a point of view of like kind of the time and it came out as well. You know, it came out in, in the time. Why would they say man, monster, or myth? Why not man, woman, monster, or myth? Say my point. Um, I think what they're on about human. No, they should have said human, shouldn't they? Man. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We live. <laughs> of course, they should. Nick, we live in a different time now, mate. Yes, we do. We yeah. do live in a different time. So, um, 
But yeah, I, I just find that absolutely um, fascinating. That, that, um... but, but also, nobody can take away his experience. You know, that is his experience. Whether you believe it or not, nobody can take that away from him. No. And I think one of the gentlemen's passed away now, but I know one of them still does like kind of these Sasquatch kind of events where they go around and talk. And like I say to this day, I mean, he's obviously okay. a legend now within in the, the kind mm. of that circle. Absolutely yeah. adamant. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. And, uh, and to this date, nobody, to reiterate what I said earlier on, nobody has been able to recreate. Even with CGI, no one's been able to recreate no. what they filmed. They filmed that, mate, way before we had the technology to make things look real. And if you watch the stabilised version of it, and I applaud you, please to do that, you'll see it, it's it's not a person in a suit. You can I, see the muscles I, contracting I, and impacting. Yeah, whilst I was uh, listening to that audio, um, I headed over to YouTube and there was a chap called Wayne Dowsent who uploaded a video, um, Patterson uh, Bigfoot Film Analysis. This was uploaded in 2019, and I saw the cleavage area, the boobage. You saw the boobies? You know, I saw that because he, mm-hmm. he zoomed in, and uh, on that original video, I, I couldn't yeah. tell. I'm going to be totally honest with you, totally frank. I, I didn't know. Tell. For years, mate, I've seen it. For, they've, been, they've been showing this mm. for years on TV. Like, is he Officer Clock's Mysterious World? They'd show this footage. Yeah. This is like at like kind of five in the afternoon when you're sitting with your family watching this. We watch it. It's only Crazy. it's only recently when they've said, but it was a female. And I'm like, that wasn't a female. That's a ma- that was a male, wasn't it? And mm. apparently they're very different looking. And the male, the males are, are bigger, way more aggressive. People who've experienced seeing them uh, are way more aggressive. If you do love, by the way, this this kind of um, this genre of the unknown, you've got to check another uh, podcast out there, which is called Sasquatch Chronicles. And Sasquatch Chronicles oh. is the one thing that that kind of got me into this again. And there's something like I don't know 900 episodes they've done. And wow. there's no way, mate, when you listen to these people talking, there's no way that these people are all lying or, or kind of hallucinating or whatever. We're talking about, yeah. like, kind of this military, this police. You know, I'm not saying that they've got a kind of better opinion than anyone else, but these people that just have got so much more to lose by coming out and saying, no, I have seen it, though. I just have. Yeah. And um, that's a great a great podcast to listen to. I, I love listening to that one, Sasquatch Chronicles. Um, I don't know. I don't know where. I Maybe... <sighs> Let's I hear this. Maybe it was earlier on or, or previous. I don't know. But what, what's your take on that this Bigfoot is some sort of supernatural being? Very strange again. You're either reading my mind, you're reading my mind, mate. <laughs> but the one thing that the chap who, who, who presents Sasquatch Chronicles, um, right yeah. at the end... He always says, and it's the, the same question every time, when I just finish an interview with somebody about an experience they've had, he always goes, and there's no right or wrong answer to this, what do you think they are? That's the question I see. He only asks one question. Yeah, I've, I've heard you say that before. Yeah, yeah and, I've heard and, you mention that. 
he obviously there's lots of variations. I know you want to know my opinion, but just so people know, there's lots of variations to pick from. So there's the uh, there's the mythological one, which is like kind of this 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 massive creature that's like kind of unknown. There's the giant ape, which we we heard David Attenborough talking about. Yeah. Um. There's this supernatural one, which there's a reason why some people claim it to be supernatural is because it seems to have supernatural abilities. Uh. It's it's some people claim it can do mind speak. In other words, it doesn't talk to you but it speaks in your mind so it can't speak in english uh, or in, in a language but it speaks by sending messages to your brain and you can hear it whether it's a good message like kind of i won't hurt you or sometimes people have get out of here now kind of thing so well, like t- telepathy type yeah thing. telepathy get it. Wow. but it's called mind speak really? they call it um right. they, they also uh, whenever they um people claim that they roar uh, or make a, a noise which, again, I don't know if you've ever heard the noises that they make. I have. I mean, the way I could describe it was a very, I mean, it was in the distance. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking in real life here. I'm talking about a video that I've watched. I'll make that very Thank clear. Thank God for that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if you've ever walked in the countryside in the pitch black and you've heard a fox scream, then, oh. Yeah, that's, you yeah. Know, woe, woe be tired. That's just scary. Um, but I... Basically, it, the way I could describe it, Dano, is like a there's like a, a low uh, rumbling noise, and then it, it, like a high pitch sort of screech type thing. Well, we, that's we, what I heard. We can we can get into the sounds. We can get into the sounds in a lot of men, but they, they can mm. also do which is almost like kind of. Um, and I know there's a better a better word for this, um, and I hundred percent know there's a better word, but almost like a kind of. Um, a, a, a sonic attack, so they can do like a not like a sonic boom like in a jet plane, oh, but right, yeah, but yeah, yeah. They can, they can, they can make a noise, and the noise people always say whenever they hear this noise, it's uh, like a growl, but it's that, it's that deep and that loud that even from a distance, your inside shake. It's that loud. Blimey. So we're t- we're talking that that when when these these things happen, people say my, my they always say my inside shook. Yeah, you know, that's how, that's how powerful this less like vibration that comes out of them that they can make, and again, that's meant to be something that some people claim that they can do to kind of subdue either a victim or they want to get away. Um, there's actually a famous book out there as well, I think called um, Missing Four Hundred Four or something like Four One One, and it's stories about where people have gone missing in the wild. Um, the book, by the way, is stupidly expensive. It's something like. It, there's only so many copies. It's about two or three hundred pounds to buy the speakers. Um, but but these are stories where people have gone just just disappeared in the wilderness, completely disappeared. Um, normally, if they're seen eating something, it seems to be deer and things like that. These stories of of them running along, picking up a deer under their arm and running off with it like it's nothing, like it's just picked a, a rabbit up and ran off with it because they're so big and powerful. Um, but there's lots of different things that they claim that that, that happen. These these meant to be orbs as well. Sometimes people claim that orbs appear at the same times that, that that Bigfoot appear. So they'll see these orbs of light floating around. What do I think they are? Um, I suppose at this point in in the show, I'd have to say, and at this point in my life as well, I I th- I know these. I know some exists. That's the number one thing. I know some exists that we haven't been able to understand yet. I know that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think people imagine it. People, Some people might be, and some people might be making it up for attention. 
Not everybody is. Mm. There's no way everybody is. Um, do I think that they are um, almost like paranormal? Um, I definitely think that they have abilities that we don't understand, the same as we don't understand them as an animal. They perhaps they could be. This is another theory. People talk about things like Nephilim, uh, this idea of yeah. that God's... Um, basically created babies with with human women and these nephilim were born some religions i think christianity maybe muslims believe that the nephilim live underground they describe them a lot like bigfoot as well these large hairy powerful beasts that live underground and one day they're going to come out and take over and if you listen to the stories going out there i mean they are very fluid they don't they don't move naturally they they move even when they're quick it's even weirder apparently it's like as they're like they're slinking along they don't run in a jerky motion it's very smooth and almost like kind of a watery look to them if you know what i'm saying like very jolly looking um yeah they are always always described as ridiculously quick unnaturally quick quicker than any animal you can expect from zero to going past you or running across a field or or to they do a thing called bluff charging which is where they, they run at you to try and scare you know like the typical thing where you got what, one bloke stamps what charging bluff what charging bluff yeah because they're, they're calling you bluff so the bluff got charge you. you. Okay. Um, got you. And that, that happens a lot as well. So, uh, you know, if you walk past somebody and they do that stamp, you. you stamp on the floor to try and get somebody to like, freak out a little bit, it's it's like a proper yeah. version of that. So the idea is they go from standing to bang and they shoot towards you and then stop there quick. And it, the idea is you're like, right, I'm out of here. Fight or flight kicks in. Oh. You know, you, 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 you the prominent thing of do a, do a fight or do a run. Well, naturally, everybody would have thought, unless you never hear of them again, is going to run yeah. and do one from them. You know, like sheep. They stamp their feet. Yeah, this is a little bit different than sheep. No, no, I know it, but I'm just saying, it, 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 it came to my head, so I thought, yeah. let's, let's share it. But let's it's, share it's, it. Yeah, but it's in, the, it's in the animal world, so it, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a thing you point. I think gorillas do. Gorillas do that thing where they'll run towards mm. you and then stop, and it's like to almost to say, go on, do one, just get out of the way. Yeah. Um, the, there's lots of other things that they do as well um, that, that are very strange. I do think that they're an animal. I do think that they're alive. I do think that they've got abilities that we don't understand. Um, I do think that they, I do think they've been here longer than we have. And that's why they're so elusive is because they know the surroundings a thousand years before we knew them. So they've kind of evolved that they can get in and out of places. They can run quicker than us. They can move faster than us. They can run on all fours. You know, these, these stories of people seeing them running on all fours and then they stand up and run again, then they go back on all fours and it's like a really smooth motion. There's no slowing down. They can just run, 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 back on all fours, back up again. Um, well, what, it, it, say that you were going for a walk with, with your family yeah. and you sighted something that you thought, my goodness me, <laughs> that looks like the Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine what feelings might be going through your body at that point when when you when you first set eyes on it i think i think this is the the thing where we we talk about it, it would the the only thing i could think of is that perhaps in our dna the same way as all animals have got some kind of dna from when we kind of first were evolved or created whichever way you want to go with that is that we yeah. remember stuff from that so um People will talk about things like, I can't remember now, but there's a reason why people, some people claim we snore it's some, in our DNA. It's like a defence mechanism that we, that when we were like prehistoric, uh, Neanderthal man, sorry, 
that we, if we were sleeping in a cave somewhere, it would scare something else off from coming in there because you were actually snoring, you were making a noise. So there's this idea that, that we kind of evolve. Um, I think that would kick in in your brain. You would just understand the same way as that a gun dog understands what it should do. It's never been trained, but by blood it knows it doesn't pick anything up. By biting through it, it picks up gently. Um, they, yeah. they aren't really scared of bangs because it's in their DNA. You got other dogs like a staffy bull, which is mental. And I think I think it would trigger something in our primal DNA that this is not something to mess with. Yeah. Earlier, Dave, you, you said yeah. Nick, remind me of um, Aborigine. Is this a decent point to remind? Yeah, yeah. The, the Aboriginal thing is because what, what I was thinking as I was reading it out is that, like I say, Aboriginals have been around from uh, and again, I don't know if we can have a, a quick check uh, when. They, they uh, were first kind of in Australia. Obviously, they were the, they were the native people to Australia. So they were there before yeah. Captain Cook landed. Um, if they've seen these things, then they've seen them. They, they haven't created them. They haven't had somebody that's come from a Western world like Captain Cook, and go, oh, Captain Cook and gone, oh, by the way, when he sailed it on the Endeavour boat, oh, by the way, these things called Bigfoot that we have in Europe, you've got them here as well. There was, no, there was none of that. So they mm. they've had something that's existed in their kind of their 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 lives since the day dot. Every other every other country around the world have got their own versions of the Yeti, the Yowie, the Bigfoot, the Sasquatch, the Skunk Ape, whatever it is. They've they've all got them kind of um, the historical stories, drawings on walls, you know, cave drawings on walls of these creatures that have existed. Yeah, yeah. They, they've not just all. So, so what you what you're saying is the the evidence backs up. You know what what people are saying. What we're saying, it's, really? not, it's this isn't. Yeah. this isn't another. Um, you know, slender it's not a cartoon. It's, it's not. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. One of one of my greatest um, memories as a child was watching the. I can't remember what it was called, but watching the American TV series about Bigfoot who came to live with a family. Bigfoot and the Andersons. Oh, is that the Bigfoot? Yes, that's it. Yeah, Bigfoot. Oh. Yeah, Bigfoot and the Andersons. Wow, um, fantastic. And yeah, and and by the way, the guy that 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 uh, did the character that was in the suit of that, um, he was also yeah. the guy, you know, that that suited up after John Claude Van Damme dropped out of it, got got removed from it. This part, by the way, because he was the original person to play this part, um, as the guy that played the Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Aye. Yeah, because the original oh, person was John Claude Van Damme. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. Yeah, he, there's oh. actually there's actually photos out there of him wearing this gear. It looks nothing like the Predator now. But yeah, he he he, he was full of um, facts. You are, aren't you? You're full of facts or full of shit. Some people say I'm just full of shit. Um, are you, is, he, is he full of facts or full of bull? <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> oh, brilliant, mate! Absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I say I, I just find all this stuff apps absolutely fascinating. So what? What? So have you heard? Where have you heard the, the Sasquatch speaking before? Because I'm pretty sure most people have never heard Sasquatch. What noise they make? Yeah, I again on YouTube. There, there must be. Uh, oh gosh, I'll, I'll try and find it and send it over to you. Well, Nick, um, you don't need to have find you got it. it. You've got it. Oh, you've because got it. Nice because one. there is a gentleman by the name of Ron Moorhead. Now, Ron Moorhead uh, did some recordings, audio recordings, in an area where he was having lots of activity and interactions, real interactions with mm. Bigfoot, groups of Bigfoot, not just one, groups of Bigfoot. Um, they, they became known as a, a very famous thing. Again, people in the, in the Bigfoot kind of circles would know this. But they became known as the Sierra Sounds. 
um, probably the most uh, complete sets of of, uh, of audio captured of Bigfoot. Now, I'm going to play this for right. you in a minute. So, yeah. Ron Moore had recorded this. It was back in the 1970s, by the way, uh, in California. That's where it was recorded. Um, I'm going I'm to play this for you now. Now, what I want to explain before I press play on this is these are... Bear this in mind before you listen to it. These are, this is Ron Moorhead interacting with Bigfoot, a group of them. Now, you'll hear him, you will hear him very clearly, him making noises and vocalisations. And when he makes his voices and vocalisations, you will hear either one or more of these Bigfoot, these Sasquatch, replying back to him. And, and they, use, they use different kinds of tones, um, notes that they make. There's almost at one point, I think, what they call the samurai chatter, I think it's called. And it's like a really strange noise. I'm going to press play on this. Now, you tell me yeah. when, I, when you hear this now, if, if you think this sounds like Ron Morehouse um, shouting out to just another person, because I'm telling you now, I don't think this is another person. This, to me, okay. mate, is Sasquatch and the real sound. That they make. We're in for a night, Bill. Oh! <laughs> 
across the creek at the big rocks. It's a hard act to follow. He sounds like he talks to others and they talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> How good is that? Wow. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That is very interesting. I mean, at one point, when I closed my eyes, I possibly thought it could have been a dog, but that's just me. Okay. You know, howling. What good? Oh, yeah. Because I go into them dogs. Oh, yeah. That's Scooby-Doo. Actually, can I just say, what? We've had we've had no interruptions today. None. Is your dog all right? Yeah, no, he's fine. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, thank cool. you for asking. He's um, believe it or not, he's bounced back to the point where he's like he's a pain in the arse again. Oh, bless him. Yeah. Anyway, listen. Back to this. Back yeah. to this yeah. noise. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is fascinating. Um, gosh. How does it feel to think that you're just possibly listening to a mythological creature? returning speech back mm. to a, a human. I mean, obviously, it was amazing for Ron Morehouse when he was recording it, but yeah. you, can you imagine that that moment there where you've, you've, you're fulfilled with that, all your, your kind of imaginations kind of, wow, this is this is really happening. I'm speaking to... We, we're communicating anyway with Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. And that's... Yeah, and that's, I mean, I, I, oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, to be in that moment, my goodness me, wow, what a what an experience to have. Um, oh, I've got no words, name I? I don't know what I'd do. What about I mean, I'd, what about the weird? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> hey, that sounded a bit like it. Was it you? Thank you. Man. You are Sasquatch. Yes, it was. You were right. Yes, I am. You are Sasquatch. <laughs> Absolutely, gosh. But um, I mean, I grew up in the countryside, Damon. So you know. At night time, you hear all sorts of noise. You don't hear that. All, all sorts of noises. But you, you don't do. hear that. Not that you don't, do you? Well, no, but well, no, not that per se, but possibly. Say you was out for a walk. Mm. Yeah, you went for a midnight stroll. Yeah, all right, and you heard that noise in your local woods. Yeah, yeah. So, what would you do first of all? The first thing I'd do. You get your camera out. First thing I do is, I oh, know <laughs> that that would be the first thing I would do. Um, unbelievable. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you, mate. I would, I would. Um, I'd do one. I think my body wouldn't let me stay there. I, w- I wouldn't be fat. I, I think if it's, yeah, but talk- it's, it's like it's like when I mentioned that I saw these unidentified flying objects. Yeah. 
few years back, and I was so mesmerized yeah. that I, I didn't even contemplate getting my phone. When I realized, do you know what, let's get my phone, yeah. it was too late. It was too late. I was I, in the moment. But I agree, mate. I agree. If I saw a UFO, I'd want to do the same thing. It's a bit different when you're down on the ground with something that's potentially eight, nine foot tall. They always say they're about, about four or five foot wide. They could be anything up oh. to like a ton in weight. This thing can move oh. quicker than a steam train. It's, it could pull you. You've got to think of this, right? We're talking about a, even, it, 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 the kind of most realistic, if you want to put it, to most people. It's a giant ape. A chimpanzee can pull a man's arms off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? And that's not an exaggeration. A chimpanzee right. is capable of pulling a man's, or a woman's, arms and yeah. legs literally off. Grab your body, pull, and just rank it straight out. In fact, did you know yeah. this as well? A little bit of a, a fact for you. That we are capable of that. Are we? We are, think about this. We structurally, we are no different when you think about how we were built with bones and muscles and that lot to a chimpanzee, right? They aren't bigger than us, but the difference is, and this is something you look up and you can check it out, and I'll tell you, I'm right. We have a safety mechanism in our brains. And the reason we have safety mechanisms in our brains is because our bodies are strong enough that we could actually lift things that powerfully that we would literally, if we didn't stop ourselves with this little trigger in our brains, we could literally use the muscles to the extent where we would rip them from the muscles. We could use them that hard. And if you want something to back that up, think about the stories where a child's trapped under something and a woman can pick up a car up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because your body is capable of doing it, but we have a safety mechanism in our brains, which we'll talk about on on another show because we we need to talk about superhumans at some point. But Mm. these... um, there's a mechanism in your brain, it's a scientific fact, that stops you from, from ripping your body to pieces, by the way, by, you know, by using it. The, these creatures out there wouldn't necessarily be using that. And these things are four, five, maybe more times the size of a human and more powerful. They would, they would rip you limb from limb. So I think it's a bit different if I was seeing a UFO or if I was seeing or hearing what I thought was yeah. a Bigfoot on the ground with me. Mm. I think naturally I mean- you'd do one. You do you legs. think? Do you think that it is just an oversized ape or gorilla? No, and I don't because of, of the, the, the again. This is to do with how they look. The the, the, oh. the apart from the hair, which is all over them, um, the the that's about the similarity with with apes or gorillas go. After that, if you look at a lot of the, the recordings, uh, they have human noses. So they'll, they'll almost, they're normally describing as having like a hook nose kind of look to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they have, very strangely, they have very white teeth. That's another thing that they have. The teeth always look very white. Um, they, have, they have strange eye shine to the point where every animal that's out there, um, sorry, some animals that are out there can have what they call eye shine. So if a light, a torch shines at them, their eyes will, will show up. Um, yeah. these, these have been said to have another weird thing is to, they can have that kind of self-illuminating eye shine, so you wouldn't shine a light at okay. them, their eyes would just glow. Which, again, when you think that sounds crazy, think about the animal world out there. These creatures that can glow. They're just as, you know, that's a fact, whether, whether you believe oh, it or not. Yeah. Fish, yeah. so certain fish can do it. Um, these other animals that can glow up. Glowworms can glow up. Um, well, they can. Um, <laughs> they can, yeah. Yeah, a bit different than yeah. Bigfoot, like, but yeah, they can. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, these these two are very, very strange. They're, they're almost like um, a cryptozoological version of like a platypus, you know, a, a duckbill platypus. Yeah. They're a mix, a, a match of everything. The 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 um, 
proportion of the body is completely different to an ape. Um, an ape would naturally be down on its 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 all four like its arms and its legs running on and and it would never run standing up. You'll see these these I think a famous uh, video out there of a monkey that was on uh, sorry a gorilla that's in a cinema uh, not a gorilla in a cinema in a zoo, uh, and it was walking around straight up with its back straight and its legs and it looked like a man in a suit, um, but it, right. it wasn't. But it's like, you could tell straight away that that is a gorilla. You just can't. The, the, the shape yeah. of the legs, they're a lot shorter than in comparison to the rest of the body. These aren't. The, these creatures, when they, they're seen, look like a gigantic, muscular man. They're always that powerful, um, covered in air. And some people say they look more like a human than they look like an ape. That's how they describe them. They're not, they're, they're not an ape. They just know they're not an yeah, ape. But that, that... Yeah, but that's like pareidolia, isn't it? You know, it brings me back to that point. You know, what we perceive, yeah. you know, what our minds tell us to, you know, what we're looking at. Pa- you know what I mean? For, from from what I gather, I think pareidolia is, uh, again, something we have, which you touched on earlier on, mate, when I said about this thing that's, that's mm. in our DNA from when we were like kind of um, yeah. Neanderthal man. As pareidolia yeah. was because when we were hunted by things back when we were cavemen, we, we used to have this natural thing built in where we'd almost scan an area so we would look for two eyes, we would look for a nose and we'd look for a mouth. That's why when people say they see ghosts and things or they see a face and something, it's pareidolia because your your prehistoric mind, not prehistoric, your, you know, your Neanderthal mind, um, your primitive mind is picking up on, I can see two eyes, a nose and a mouth, so that's a face. Yeah, but it right. isn't. It's just shapes mm. that look like a face, mm. but your brain set because it's, it's, you. your brain's going, is that a face do we need to run? That's what it yeah. does. It's a lot bit different when this is a massive hulking creature that's in front of you. You're never going to look at a massive hulking creature. You're not going to look at a chimpanzee and go, that's 15 foot and 5 foot wide and a ton of weight. Yeah. So it's, again, it's, no. yeah, good call, but no, it's, it can't be mixed yeah. up with pareidolia, I don't think. Um, yeah. But again, that's another one for a, for a good subject to be mm. ghost into pareidolia yeah, because sure. we need to look at the scientific research as well and things. There also is a book called, and I'm pretty sure I've got it somewhere in my little library, um, I think it's called Evidence Denied, the book is. Um, and if I can find it, I will mention it in the show notes or if I can, if I can, um, if I can figure it out uh, before that. Actually, it's called Truth Denied by Scott Carpenter. And this book is, um, it's a bit of a heavy book if you want to read it. I've not read all of it because it is really heavy. It's a scientific journal, Right. Yeah. It's not a big book as in heavy to pick up. It's a heavy book to read. Um, now, the sto- <laughs> yeah, thanks for clearing that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah um, the story goes that um, there was a group of scientists that were paid to go and investigate Bigfoot, Sasquatch, and they were sent out with the deliberate thing as to go out there, here's the funding from this university, here's the funding, go and disprove Sasquatch exists. For the, med- you know, for the, for the scientific community, let's get some like, kind of you know um, order in camp, and let's get everybody shutting up about the idea. I like that. Go, go and disprove. Yeah, which is I what, like what I do when I do ghost hunts. I mm, try to disprove you do. everything. You do. Now, yeah. the, the, this, this group of people said, go out, here's the money, go disprove it, come back, and we'll do this, this paper, and we'll put it in a journal, and everybody can see it. It'll get signed off, and everybody can read it, and they can see that, that Sasquatch, great fantasy, and keep believing in it, guys. It's really cool you've got that, but we can prove it doesn't, doesn't exist. Problem was, when the scientists went out there, one of the scientists started to find DNA and hair and things like that that, yeah. that, that that didn't read that narrative. So it was reading the narrative that, no, we are finding things that aren't known. 
there is something here that right. we don't know about. As soon as they started reporting back they were finding these things, they pulled all the funding on it. And they stopped them doing it. But one yeah, of the scientists, um, this, this uh, Scott Carpenter, he, he went ahead and did this book, which, like I say, is a heavy book mentally because it talks about DNA structure and that kind of stuff. So it goes deep into it. Yeah, and it's called Truth yeah. Denied. If, you, if you're into that and you like that kind of a read, do get it because it's a great book. But it's, it's, um, it's a scientific research that was, was designed. It started off to disprove, and it ended up basically saying, no, it's actually more the point now is we find things that are proving that it's something that we just don't understand. And that's humans. Oh. We don't like what oh. we don't understand, do we? And do you know what I don't understand? Yeah. I don't understand why I haven't had my favourite part of the show here. <laughs> <laughs> because we are so into... I know. Bigfoot. Oh, I've loved all that, mate. mate. I've loved all that. Bracket. Oh, no, it was wonderful. But can I can I just tell you now, Yeah. before we go on to Stepani's Supernatural Quiz, mm-hmm. what my initial thoughts are from today's show? So are we going with believe a bullshit again? Absolutely. You set it up. You tell the, the listeners, off you go, mate. You can, you can say what you think now. I can say now. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. I am a believer. Yeah. Oh, well, hang on, hang on. Say that again, say that again. Okay, take two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a believer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's okay. You can oh, go beautiful. now. All of you out. No, out of the studio. I, Off you go. Thank you. Go, 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 go. And while you're there, just tell Josh I'll speak to him later. Have you seen Josh? How is he? No. No, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. I know he's in the building. He's in the building, but we're not talking. But I'll have okay, another show. Okay, okay. Maybe I'll touch on that next week. Okay. Um, the thing that nailed it for me was listening to that interview from David Attenborough. Yeah. Because he is somebody who I trust. Yeah. Never met the guy. Never met the guy. Loved him. Absolutely. Yeah. I I trust and I believe. Well, you called it out straight away. You said if he said that, then that'd be different. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Wow. I always think when I hear the the name Sir David Attenborough, I always think next to Barney, you are on the same wavelength. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shut up. Go on then, mate. Give oh, it to me. We've been waiting look, for this. Look, just two seconds. Uh, Stuart from Cock Fosters, who uh, got in touch last week, says, thanks for the shout-out uh, for last week's show. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Stuart. Stuart. Thank you. Top man. Absolutely. Cock Foster. I've got a couple more shout-outs, and we'll do that um, literally before the end of the show. Yeah. But now it is time for Stepani's Supernatural Quiz. I wonder how well Damo will do this week. Will he get five out of five? There's only one way to find out. Damo, are you ready for this supernatural quiz? I'm ready, steady, let's go. Okay, as always, Damo, we have two possible answers. And yes, I am going to give you those. You've given to me this week, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely (laughs) going to. I've rehearsed. I have rehearsed. I was in the dressing room rehearsing on my own. Unbelievable. Okay, question number one. And obviously, if you give me the correct answer, Damo, you'll hear this noise. If you give me an incorrect answer, you'll hear this noise. 
Mm. Spooky. Spooky. Okay. Spooky. Tooky. We don't want spooky. Okay. And of course, you'll have 15 seconds on the clock timer. Join okay. editing as well, guys. You get 15 seconds, so have a guess yourselves. Absolutely. Okay. Standing by. Are you ready, Damo? I'm ready, Mum. Dear listener, are you ready? Yeah, we're ready. Thank you. Okay. Question number one. What is not the traditional colour associated with Halloween? Is it A, orange, or B, green? 15 seconds on the clock, Damo. 15 seconds on the clock. Six seconds left. Is it A, orange, or B, green? And this, wants, this is not associated. Yeah. Crafty bugger you are. You're so close, them colours are. I'm going to have to go with my gut again because I really don't know. I'm just naturally going to go with, I think the one not associated is yeah. green. Yay! Yes. <laughs> I tried to catch you out, oh. but no can do. No can do. No can do. Question number two. In which year was the infrared night vision camera invented? Okay. Was it A, 1929, or B, 1963? 15 seconds on the clock, please. So in which year was the infrared night vision camera invented? A, 1929, or B, 1963? What's your answer, Damo? Got to be 63. Sure? Yeah. No. No. Mate, how was there even a camera? How was there even a camera in 1929? 1929. Google it if you don't I, believe me. I trust you, mate. With I trust you with oh, everything. Well, you no, know, it's not me. It's normally Josh that does this. And, no, I believe um, that, mate. No, that's a great question. Great question. Okay, moving on to number three, please, Damo. What is the name of the Celtic festival that Halloween originated from? Is it A, Sarwin, which is spelt S-A-M-H-A-I-N, or is it B, Beltane? 15 seconds on the clock. What is the name of the Celtic festival that Halloween originated from? Is it A, Sarwin, or is it B, Beltane? A or B, Damo? What's your answer? A, Sarwin. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Well done. Oh, I'm proud of you. I am so proud of you. Okay, question number four. What Great questions, is a... by the way. Great questions. What is a group of vampires called? A, a brand of vampires, or B, a brood of vampires. 15 seconds on the clock. So what is a group of vampires called? Is it A, brand, or B, brood? Okay, what's your answer, Damon? B, brood. You sure? Mm-hmm. How sure? I'm hoping it's a it's a, a dling. Yeah. Yay! Well done. Keep well away done. from the brand, the Russell brand. Okay. Yeah. Okie dokie. So you have so far 
three correct. Three out of four. Okay. Three out of four so far. Final question. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the legendary headless horseman in Washington Irving's story? A. Ichabod Crane. Or B. Sleepy Hollow. 15 seconds on the clock. What is the name of the legendary headless horseman in Washington Irving's story? A. Ichabod Crane. Or B, Sleepy Hollow. A or B, Damo, please. Please be Sleepy Hollow. I'm sure. On this. Yay, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wow, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Four out of five. Thank Four you. out of five. Thank Four out you. of five. Oh, thank you. Stop there. I love Four your out of five. Love your unbelievable. Well, thank you, Dino, because about you know that I was, I did giggle to myself. I actually changed the first question um, to what is not the traditional colour, yeah. and that's why, if you noticed, I only read that question out once. All the others are read out twice. Yeah, but you, you, you were so good. You, I was a stupid hunter. You got it, mate. You got it, and yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. No, thank you. And what a show. What a new show format that we've got. Thank you. I adored that. I felt like, well, we have had, we've just had with all our friends from all around the world, from America, from France, from the good old UK, Australia. Um, Australia, yeah. yeah. India. India, yeah. So all you guys. Oh, the other thing I need everybody to do as well, please, for me and Nick, it's really important now. We want to grow this show. And the way we do that is that simple. Speak to friends that are into this kind of stuff like we are. We're all just we're just like friends that come in your ear at night just chatting away. So you can put us on, you can listen to us, you can have a beer, you can sit there, watch you know, just I I like listening to a podcast, mate, when I'm lying down in bed. I put my oh, AirPods in, yeah, listen to it, and I feel like mm. I'm just sitting in a conversation and we want you to feel the same way and let someone that you know and care about feel the same way. So let let us come in their ears as well. And, and yeah. Funny you should say that. Yeah. Funny you should say that because Jonathan from St. Albans has uh, popped in a message on Instagram at Undiscovered Planet Podcast. Hello, my best mate Alex introduced me to the podcast and I just wanted to say that I've enjoyed listening to it. We now listen to it together yeah, then. In, a, in our living room with the lights down low. Oh, man. Jonathan, Alex, a big shout out to you. Cheer mate to you both. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for listening. And also, um, pass it on, like I say, what we want to do is do this organic growth. You've only got to tell, tell three people. Think about Facebook. You, you tell three people, and three people tell three people, and, three, and, it, and it goes all around the world. Let's do it. Let's spread the love, man. There's, there's so much yeah, heartache we going are, on. I'll tell you what, we are planning, you know, um, later on down the line to record this in front of a studio audience. So a live audience, yes. You know, yep. absolutely. Um, and there'll be, there'll be lots and lots and lots of, not just the show to record, but there'll be, oh, we've got all sorts of things planned and yeah. we are, we are, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. Also, before we go, we've got to say a big hello to Julie from Cox in Cornwall. What is it with Julie? the Cox? What is it with the Cox? It's ridiculous. That is a real name. I thought it was a joke. It's yeah. a real one. The Cox in Cornwall. 
So yeah. have you have you ever been to Cox? I've 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 never been to Cox. I've never been to Coxmouth. I've never been to what was the other Cox you had earlier on? Oh, Cockermouth. Yeah, Co- uh, Cockfosters. Co- Cockfosters, Cox, and Cockermouth. That oh. sounds like one hell of a night out, doesn't it? That's one hell of a night out. <laughs> oh my no. god, yeah, but the, my goodness me, they're they're distant. They're they're far far apart. You don't but want listen. too many Cox that close together, anyway. Who knows, Julie? <laughs> uh, she says, "Look, I love the show. Not sure how I would feel if I were to experience anything paranormal. Maybe one day it will happen." Yeah, hope it does I like for your you. Style, hope yeah. it does for you. I really do, especially down in Cox. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because if you oh. if you're down in Cox, the last thing you want is the Willis Peropi. Am I right? <laughs> That's true. That is yeah. true, indeed. Mate, been a yeah. wonderful show tonight. Oh, I've really enjoyed you, this Damo. new format thank as well. So, um, well, good shout out to you there, mate, with this idea of, of uh, changing the format. I think it's worked. I really do think it's worked. And I've enjoyed it. And we can look at And a big shout, out, big shout out to Emma as well. Oh, Nick, before we go, how do people contact us? What, what, how can they do that? Well, Damo's number is 07... Hey, oh, no, hold on a minute. Okay, okay. Uh, you can email undiscoveredplanet at hotmail.com. Instagram is at undiscoveredplanetpodcast. And, um, yeah, just, just find us. Find us and, and, and get involved. Yeah. And we look forward to speaking to each and every single one of you. Um, for myself, Damo, I'd like to say thank you very much for listening, guys. And I know Nick feels the same way. Yes, I do. Thank you on behalf of Damo. Thank you on behalf of Emma. Thank you slightly on behalf of Josh. But most of all, thank you, dear listener, for taking the time out to listen to our little podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. And we will see you again next week with a new subject. If you've got a subject you want to talk about, do reach out to us uh, and we'll see what we're doing next week. but until then, guys, have a great time. Look after yourselves. See you later. Bye-bye. Undiscovered Planet Podcast, hosted by Davo Sims and Nick Stapani. Brought to you by Screaming Head Productions and SPN Media UK. Today's researcher, Emma Bodley, has meticulously delved into the depths of knowledge to bring you this captivating episode. Sponsored by Studio 2 in Northamptonshire and Paralysis Escape Rooms in Stoke-on-Trent.